This is episode two of Real Eyes Radio. We're jumping right in. Well, we made it. We made it to episode two. Yeah. We made it through the fire. So episode one launched last week, yeah, and I felt that it was a true a true indication of the spirit of what we're trying to accomplish here, and it might have been a little rough. <laughs> you know, we were working through a couple of things, still trying to find our flow together, you know, but I'm really proud of it, and I'm really excited for, for what's next. I thought it was great. It was really good. What, once, once you forget that you're recording anything and just hear our conversation it just flows more naturally mm-hmm. i think that's the hardest part <laughs> trying to be natural you know just trying to jump in when you're a guest you just kind of you kind of are invited into the flow of the of the existing show you know we have to to create that current for all of us to to be in and it's not easy i have such a newfound profound respect for all of the shows that we've that we've been guests on all of the podcasters that are in our little group, you know, it takes a lot of work getting it off the ground, keeping the energy going. There's a lot of emotion that goes into it. There's a lot of work. And uh, I'm just really proud that you guys are along with me on this. I can't, I can't believe it, how it all kind of came together really naturally. And it's just kind of a crazy story of how we all, how we all landed here. But um, I'm, I'm really thankful to have this platform to share with you guys. Rambo and Murph, those are the best. Yeah. Same to you. <laughs> How did we get here? How did we get here, y'all? I, I think w- w- with the Q stuff, it, it was so uh, engineered and created by people who were very, very intelligent. And the people who created the stuff were, you know, I hate to say genius, but, you know, borderline genius, sick genius, but genius nonetheless, is that if somebody's, if somebody's somewhat disillusioned with what they see and they even look at a smidgen, the smallest amount of information that the Q stuff is there because of the themes involved, the children stuff. It's almost like, I don't think that somebody can look at that and not fall into it. Um, oh, yeah. I think that's a large, a large part of it. When you get into it, you lose all, all, all sense of perception to realize how absurd it is. Mm-hmm. Only when you get out of it and look back in hindsight, you can see it. But even still, there was just like the South Park episode that was going through and did a kind of satire on the Epstein Pizza Gate kind of stuff. And I kind of, I just retweeted it without a comment. Um, and I kind of wanted to see how many people would see that it was satire and how many people, or how many people would see that, oh, you know, South Park is finally spilling the beans. Mm. And they were, it was interesting because maybe like, you know, maybe 15, 10% of the people were thinking that, oh, this is, you know, it's right, you know, it, people would write things like, you know, it's uh, you know, like the truth is right there in front of us. And they didn't realize it was satire, which comes into the whole thing of like, we have a big problem with where people label things fake is like, they're not realizing that what we're seeing is kind of the people who create this stuff. It's almost, they, they think it's artwork. They, they think that they're telling stories to people. Um, and the stories in the past were stories that the audience would go to, to feel a release of tension. The stories we're told now are the loose stories that, that uh, instigate tension. And, and we've lost track of the difference between magic and illusion. We've lost track of the difference between art and, uh, and fakery. Mm-hmm. Wow. You've made so many incredible points. It, at the top of it, you said something that I think it, it so, so beautifully illustrates exactly what we're going through. Um, and you mentioned how fascinating this, this whole tableau is, how richly 
uh, alluring it is, uh, entertainment. Um, and Rambo used a phrase just recently about mesmerizing. It, to, to, it, it's, it's truly a mesmerizing story, a mesmerizing world, so much so that we get pulled in. We get absolutely lulled and pulled into this vortex of, of, of Pizzagate, of Pedogate. It is designed to spiral us energetically, uh, emotionally, it, it, even though it's disgusting and, and, and um, something you would never want to imagine, it is entertaining. Because they put the symbols, the symbols in there. Every, they keep you following the trail, don't they? And they, it leads you to certain celebrities. And <laughs> you see it everywhere. They have because the symbols are everywhere. Yeah, like a signature. Yeah, it's a, it's a signature. It's a signature of the deception. That's that's what I think. And I think when we see the the symbols, the colors, the numbers, the this this set design is so well done. It's 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 meant to fascinate the audience, and we are unwitting audience members to the show. Really, it's really a philosophical question, mm. and probably not appropriate for Twitter to be quite honest with you. Well, we're on a podcast now. This isn't just Twitter. No, and I, I know. As you see, <laughs> because someone even someone with the comments or everything is so great. Someone wrote something saying that um, that I'm, I was confusing ontology with epistemology. And I realized that there was like, you know, courses and kind of like intro to philosophy courses that I completely forgot about. It's been so long since I looked at those kinds of things. But it is. It's like, you know, one of them is like we look at everything's with the whole everything is fake stuff is it, you fall into you get into the subject of you know what is real, not just events per se, like, you know, whether or not the Sarah Everhard lady is a fictional character or whatnot. But, you know, what being consists of. Which is, you know, kind of it leads to, it, and that's a scary topic. I think that's an excellent tee up for our first question. You know how we asked some questions on Twitter a while ago, and we got oh yes. That. So I think that uh, I think that this is this is actually it. Re it leads into this this question that I think it would be really interesting to kick around. Is freedom an illusion? And how far back in history, if ever, did humans have true freedom? I, I think in terms of freedom, I question whether or not freedom is an illusion or whatnot. I mean, you could have two different people, um, you know, one one person living like a you know multimillionaire with 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 ostensibly material freedom to do to not have to work or per se, and these people are are are, are killing themselves. Then you have someone say in prison who hasn't seen fresh air in thirty years, and in their mind, you know they don't realize that they're even in a prison. You know, who's more free? I'd say the man in the prison is, is more free who doesn't even realize that he's in a prison. And, you know, I think we have things kind of backwards and look at it from, a, define it from a, a materialist point of view. Not materialist like a pejorative thing, just material, materialism prison. Well, I kind of locked in a mental prison with all the entertainment we put on that keeps us locked in. Yeah, I think a large part of what we're talking about when we talk about like the the, the vax, like the practical matters of like the vaccine issue, or, or kind of the the topics of the day, um, is that mainstream media or, or or media in general is giving us is giving people like a black or white a dualistic option, uh, and and that's kind of a prison within itself because somebody you know bounces from the first option and goes to the second option thinking that they're 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 uh, you know that. They're going against the grain, but they're really doors that were, were constructed for them. Instead of saying, well, wait a second, maybe both of these doors aren't right. Mm. 
yeah, which of uh, which of our choices are truly ours? You know, if we if we only have door number one and door number two to, to choose from, but but both of them have been constructed. Somebody made a great comment. You mentioned the mud flood. Mm-hmm. The thought that 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 uh, I, ne- I never thought of, but um, mud flood muddying the waters, right? Oh, right. Yeah. And almost like a, like a like both a figurative and literal. Yes. An explanation for what happened in the mid nineteenth century, oh. because even even I was I was watching a video yesterday on the ether. And somebody was mentioning um, that ether, uh, that radio, that uh, experiments, initial experiments supposedly on uh, radio waves that were done in the uh, in the in the 17th century, which is which is which is odd because I thought it was always the 19th century is when they talk about radio waves being you know uh, first coming about. But they talk about the 17th century, saying that that radio was initially called ether, okay. and that's why we have. Uh, you know, Ethernet cables. Mm. That's why the internet was initially called uh, the Ethernet. Mm. So radio was initially called Ether because that's the medium on, under the medium whereby light and uh, sound waves transfer. Yes, and it, it's so you know, interesting. It goes through the air. It does. Which is it travels through the air. And that's why everyone's curious. Where's the ether? It's like, well, it's it's the air that we breathe, literally, oh, and true. everything that's comprising everything. So we, of course, you can't find it. Um, that's but, so uh, but, but, but the interesting thing is, b- before the period of t- when I looked in the, on the Wikipedia and I Googled, you know, radio, ether, history of radio, I couldn't find anything via Google that spoke of radio being uh, investigated even mm-hmm. prior to 1820s, 1830s. Wow, that's incredible. It, especially when you mentioned that there was already discussion of it in the 1700s. Um, I mean, it in the 1600s. 1600s. Oh, 17th century, correct. Yeah. yeah. They already seem to be quite aware of it. Yeah. And how do we know if these things weren't just already there and you got to invent characters to explain how we came up with it as opposed to finding it? Kind of similar to Tesla. A hundred percent. We hundred percent. We touched on this a little bit last time with the with like the Zuckerberg formula, or you know the the, the dropout. They, they they kind of come out of nowhere. They didn't actually graduate college. They have no real track record in life. They never they and then they come into existence and and are the frontmen for you know for these really wildly successful companies that end up changing the way that we that we live our lives as real humans. So these real 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 implications. Um, and you mentioned Tesla with or Tesla with Elon, and I, you know, I think he's a, he's a, quite a character. They put these people out there, don't they? Like, the t- I mean, Teslas and stuff like that. It's like, we think there's a person behind all this stuff that he did kind of thing. We right. think there's a person, but what's saying that it wasn't already here? Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. These technologies already exist. And they just need a frontman. They just need. No, they just need a character. There's nothing new. There's nothing new. They're just drip feeding it to us. Yes, they're just drip feeding us throughout history, even from the advent of, let's say, like the film, like you know, the first photograph ever taken, the first movie, the first uh, motion picture, which was a galloping horse, which actually looks really, really, really fabricated. It looks. It looks like a GAN. Looks like a computer export. Uh, like a GAN horse galloping. Um, I don't even think that that's a. I, I think that that's a fake video of them, and then they're telling us that's the first real video. But I think that that's just another way of them feeding us a false input, telling us X is Y from the start. Uh, from the start, from the start, exactly. And that goes back to, um, and so who knows when it was really? You know, there's a reason that they wanted us to have this type of technology at that, that specific time, and they keep rolling it out, just like so, just like the internet. 
data and just like cellular And that's why I always say conditioning us, that's conditioned us to believe whatever it is on the screen is real. Yeah, the screens are our God. Yeah, question it would be crazy, you know. Yeah, if you question what you hear on the news, you know, that we get our news yeah. through our screens, if you question what you hear on the news, you are labeled crazy. Like, there was one mm-hmm. here in the UK just recently, and Sarah Everard, she was called. Yeah. And I said to a friend, oh, it's, it's fake. <laughs> it's fake that. It's not. It's a story to, to bring in kind of a new war or such Sarah's war or something that's got to be coming. So it's about a 33-year-old woman who went missing on the 3rd of the 3rd mm-hmm. and they announced finding the body today on the 12th of the 3rd mm-hmm. she's 33 again mm-hmm. and the name in the new, numerology is 12 like 3 again mm-hmm. um, arrested a 40 year 48 year old suspect for it who's 4 and 8 she's 12 again mm-hmm. number 3 mm-hmm. it's just it's just full of numbers it's like definitely a Murder by numbers. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fake um, ritualistic. Murder by numbers. Murder. Yeah. It is. It is murder by numbers, but not in the way you think. It's. Yeah. When I look at the story, I just see threes all over it. And if you look at comments on it, everybody's like really sorry for the family. And oh yeah. There's it's it's a big thing over here at the minute. We even see like somebody saying about getting a curfew for men. <laughs> Oh. at 6 p.m. for it right because every yeah i heard that too mm. so this woman she was attacked the story goes that this 33 year old woman and this is in the uk this 33 year old woman she was attacked and um and it was you know a male on female crime and this is indi- indicative of how the temperature is in the entire nation and it was and, a policeman so and he even was the a police can't be trusted so the police can't no. be trusted that's another that's a big layer that's a big 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 layer um, of this police on civilian brutality we see it here in the united States. the biggest story right now is coming back with the george floyd of uh, uh, settlement that just got announced today and that was a, a police on civilian quote-unquote crime and that's what we're that was settled today that was uh it was announced today just uh just before we started recording that there was going to be a 27 million dollar payout to the family of george floyd because of the um because of the george floyd event <laughs> As a, as, a, as a civil case, not it, the criminal case is still going on. I believe it's just from the city, a city, a city payout. Oh wow! And that when you see these stories, that's how you can see it's got to be about positive and negative energy. You know, so yes. one minute we've got this woman killed, and then the next minute we've got George Floyd's family's got a payout. So a lot of people would be happy about that. Too. Oh yeah. Mm. That's a great point. That's a great point. The power is in the polarity and the, the pendulum swing um, in both directions. That's what creates the, the, the most, the most um, significant uh, energy, for lack of a better word, energy suck, energy harvest. Like they can swirl up the most energy with us when they, when they feed us both ends of the spectrum. So we have the, the exaltation of, of hope with this payout on, on one end. And then, you know, we're also being fed this really extraordinarily lushy 
scary, traumatic, dangerous story of this woman, you know, 33 year old woman getting, you know, horrifically, brutally murdered by a policeman and her body was just found and every woman should be scared now. Women really shouldn't even be outside. Men shouldn't be anywhere near women. They're telling us on the radio here, they're telling us on the radio to, if we see a woman, if you're a man and you see a woman, to cross the road and call your friend. Wow. as to not let women walk the streets in fear. Wow. That's what it, it was saying on the advert. And it's like, it's crazy. That's so interesting. And we're already so divided. You know, the whole world with Corona, one thing we learned is that we need to be distanced. We need to distance ourselves from others. And that that was a pervasive message. Everybody on the planet heeded that message uh, in some in one way or the other. And now um, I feel like a lot of the 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 fear around the virus is is dissipating a bit. People are kind of getting back to their normal day-to-day lives. They realize, you know, we're we're lessening our fear around the around the virus. And so I feel like on the other hand, we're we're, we're because of that, we're being fed all these new stories that are that are getting us back into this idea of distancing. It tells a story that something that's happened in the UK has made it to America again. It's like they yeah. want us all to know. From they day want one. Us all to know about, yeah. Yeah, from day one. From like the moment she went missing, we all knew her name. It was like the top of, you know, and I'm also, we're plugged in because we're on Twitter. But there's a reason that we were all being shown this, this woman, her face. And all the photos of her look very generic. You know, there's usually like a washed out white background. It, it, there's no sense of place or time. She's got this very, her, her name is also one of those just slightly off names that don't don't really exist. Oh, I did a I did a, a targeted search of her. There's really no no there's no record of her existence prior to 101 2020. Like she I, and that's that's as far as as far into the future as I went, but like she really doesn't exist outside of this story. If you take away you know, missing, police, murder, da, 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 all these key words, everything that brings her into these stories right now, there's there's, there, she doesn't seem to to exist. And if you see him in onto the picture and look into the pupils of her eyes, they're kind of like the Madeline McCann eyes, you know, mm. the pupil where it's a bit off. Oh, it has that de- deformation that the Madeline yeah. McCann eye had. That's really interesting. I didn't notice that. I, I need to zoom in on that. That's, that's really interesting. Based, that seems to be, what are the odds? What are the odds that this one in a million eye anomaly, I, I, I Rambo, to your point, I think that you're right. It's more indicative of them being a, a, a computer-generated face um, with an anomaly within the, within the image and less of an actual rare congenital disease that these, that these characters share. Yeah. What do you think of John Podesta's hands? Which, which time? When he, had the, when he had like the fish and the... Yeah. Holding them because up? That, the reason why I say it is because when you guys mentioned that, um somebody was looking at the why would anybody pose for a photograph like that but, but his fingers but his fingers and his hands look mangled yeah they he, he i don't think that john podesta exists anymore you know i i he's in my new category just like i do not believe that there was ever a living walking human being na- on this planet um named named john podesta and or his brother tony tony podesta it, it sure would explain a lot because well, first of all you have the the name itself has uh, pederasty, and then, then secondly, it would explain how Chester Bennington and him look exactly alike. Yes, and also the fa- this quote unquote grandfather who was the there was 
there's like usually a triplex, like a side by side of three people. Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Rockefeller was supposedly, and they they all look. You're right. They look exactly the same. And is that templates? Templates. Is it somebody playing the same part? Oh, interesting. Of like one base character throughout time. That's interesting. What living person, like, like you guys are talking about, like the the rationale behind Tom Hanks not being being a fabricated. Oh no, Tom Hanks. And the, and the same kind of logic as Tom Cruise. Like you have these real embarrassing kind of storylines about people. Um, if you're a real person, you don't want people walking around saying that you're raping boys in showers. Right. Right. Come on. Exactly. And that's why I say that they're not bothered, are they? Because mm-hmm. it's not really them. Right. They're not bothered by it at all. It's just their character that's getting those accusations. Yeah. That's how that that's how they can exist in the world. And it doesn't and, and because it's not real, because none of it is real, they can have it all. Just like the polarity swing, exactly like we we discussed. You know, it was it was the greatest and the best and and every and the, the everyone loves Tom Hanks. And on the other side was this evil, you know, satanic pedo, whatever, you know, whatever. Well think about it. If if Charlie Sheen had been had been cast as the, as a weird kind of thing, people wouldn't have been Oh, it's Charlie Sheen. He's supposed to be all kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But Tom Hanks is kind of like you, you, you're not your freaky uncle, like like the uncle that's better than your father. You're right. He's ever he's he's the one everyone wants to be around and everyone loves. It's more Beloved. shocking. It's more shocking. Yeah. Louche. It's a louche trap to have these for these. That's why they that's why they have that's why they make these characters everyone's favorite X, everyone's favorite everyman. You know, Tom Hanks has been, you know, through remember Forrest Gump and his whole ride with you know in Philadelphia and then Forrest Gump and he was really like the 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 face of every of every cause and 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 of the emotional You've got tenor. Mail. You've got You've got mail. Mail. Everyone loved exactly if introduced every, Green Mile. Female, Green Mile. If everybody would have followed Tom Hanks' trajectory of tech of technical thing, not technical, but technology. Mm-hmm. Like like if they would have bought Say technology stocks in two thousand, mm. right? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. With his movies in Castaway, if you had bought FedEx stock after Castaway, yeah. but, but nobody at the time realized how much of a cultural impact these things would have. Mm. Um, so Tom Hanks was the perfect kind of messenger to bring, like, the future to to to, to uh, living rooms across America. Yeah. So we're calling them an actor. That's what we know of Tom Hanks, the actor. Mm-hmm. So is Tom Hanks? The actor acting as Tom Hanks. Right. And Who's playing actor Tom Hanks? Who's the actor playing? Yeah, actor? Is, is Tom Hanks. I don't believe that Tom Hanks, the person we see, is a real person. I believe he's a character. Yeah. He's an actor being played by an actor. That's what we call him. And actors, act, the act, Tom Hanks, the actor. And he can, let's say, he can do whatever he wants. Because mm-hmm. it, it's okay. not really him. And he can be called a pedo. He doesn't, he doesn't care. It just it would just make more sense to me that he's not real because as Murph said before, you wouldn't you wouldn't want that because if he's real, he knows about all these rumors online and stuff, mm-hmm. and he knows everything's calling him a pedo, but he's not even addressed it once, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, he but he doesn't have to. That's the beauty of it because because no one will ever bring it up. No one in the mainstream, like no one in this quote unquote real world the world that we are presented through our screens nobody in that world i mean it doesn't really exist it's all fake he's not a pedo that simone situation again oh yeah that that actor is just tom tom hanks we're seeing is just the digital creation and they have an actor to play the tom hanks 
yeah. for public appearances, bringing him into our lives. And so he's real. People have met him. They, they know him. People claim to have known him. I buy say he's fake. People say, oh, we've met him. But That's a great point. That's a great point. We do hear that a lot. We hear that a lot. People say, oh, I've seen him. You know, I saw him at a coffee shop when I was in L.A. How can he be fake? Or I saw him at a premiere. Um, and how do we solve for that? And I think every appearance is planned. Yes, every appearance. Every appearance is pre is planned and scripted, and there's an there's a stand-in essentially. What do you think, Mark? Oh, Tom Hanks. I'd say. I mean, anybody. It's kind of like a litmus test of somehow how weird somebody is. You know, I mean, if 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 you can't think that this person is an organic person, I mean, I could even think of like Bill Gates, like like just. Can Bill Gates go over to his friends? Have, like, do Bill Gates have friends? Mm-hmm. Like, real, like, you know what I mean? Like, can you put people in a real life circumstance? I mean, if you look at, uh, I remember looking at in, the Instagram for the Tom Hanks Instagram, and it's just like these weird ass photos, the whole yes, thing. Always just have a glove on the ground, you know? Yeah. Like, the, that, and that fed into it. So much of it fed into our into our beliefs, into both sides. One side would be like, oh, Tom, he's just so kooky. I'm posting his glove on the ground. He's so kooky. And then the other side is like, Tom Hanks is a satanic pedophile. And he is posting pictures of the one glove from the kid that they took yeah. on the ground. And it's like, Cappy uh, has told us everything. I was on his Periscope just a minute ago and he told me everything, you know? And it's like- Yeah, and you could go back to them. Tom Hanks' page, it was like sending you back and forth like a riddle on it, like a murder mystery thing of with one cappy died and he's leaving like uh-huh. a crushed bottle cap with like, a card. Uh-huh. On the road, on the same road, Cappy was like jumped off the road. Yeah, Route 66. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. And when he was, you know, Tom Hanks back to back, you know, Tom Hanks was also, we can't forget, he was the first one to get COVID. He was, oh, he, was yeah. he was patient zero, essentially, you know, it was for the celebrities. And he was in Australia at the time, or New Zealand, Australia. I can't remember. He was over there. I think he was in Australia, but he was, Australia. he was under some, in all the pictures, all the photo photos from, of him and his wife, they were all, they all had some weird anomaly in them and everyone was trying to deconstruct because it appeared he was in some sort of jail cell and it was just being like, like under house arrest, under house arrest and, and they knew uh, that you could see that that Rita kind of knew that that was the story behind it and he was purposely making it look like he wasn't with her, you know. Yeah, they were like, I'm scared, you know. It was like, oh my gosh. There were so many layers, so many things being communicated in these photos, and they really wanted they really wanted the people that were never gonna see it to just be like, Oh, get well soon, you know, get I hope you guys travel safely back. That's one side of the world. And then the other side of the world, we're just picking these images apart. We're looking at all these little, you know, looking at the reflections in the glass and the Corona typewriter. Yes, the, yeah, the typewriter. Oh, that was a big part of it. And Madonna, and Madonna had the Corona typewriter. And it was like sending us to each celebrity. It was a, it was a, so what about somewhere else I've seen while we're on characters? Mm-hmm. Um, the royal family thing. Oh, yeah. And that's Hollywood again. Meghan Markle coming from Hollywood. What are the chances? Mm-hmm. You know, that the, the recent Oprah interview, everyone's talking about Oprah possibly having an ankle monitor. Did you guys see that? Did you guys see the speculation about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's made to look like she does in a few frames, 
for sure. I definitely think that it's made to look like Oprah has an ankle monitor, but I I have a feeling that the entire interview that we saw this this you know this headline grabbing interview between Meghan Markle and Oprah, I have a feeling that the whole thing was CGI. The whole thing, Oprah, Meghan, Harry, everything that every element was um there could have been body, you know, body doubles actors that sitting sitting in places and have, and then feeding an identity on top of them voices and the facial overlay and the whole thing the whole identity overlay and previously with an interview with barack obama she's shown us they actually shown us they don't even have to be in the same room oh that's right and they just put them together and yeah and that yeah. could have been a distraction to make us believe that yeah they're doing it with green screen and stuff but yeah the people are still taking part in the interview right. Yeah, part of it is green screen, but no, it doesn't still it still doesn't mean it, there's anybody there. You know, it doesn't mean the actual there's actually people there. Yeah, um, I and I think that goes back to something that we explored a long time ago, Rambo. That reminded me um, of these stand-ins, and you brought up the royalty and a day in the life of the queen, of the, queen. the day in the life of the queen. Okay, so this is what this this is fun because this was one of the back when when you first started reaching out to me, it was like middle of the year 2020. It was I think in June that we started chatting like that. It, we would like send stuff to each other and be like, is this real? Is this real? And we had a fun little like back and forth. And one of the things that I think you had stumbled upon it and it was this video about the 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 stand-in for the queen. Yeah, so it's about this lady Play, he, he, she goes out and does a rehearsal before the Queen goes in a public appearance. So she goes as a body double, but she said she says herself, oh, I see, I, I wave to the crowd, and she feel, basically feels like the Queen. And it, it's you who said maybe the rehearsal is the reality. So she's playing this body double of the Queen, which where she thinks she's going on like a trial run of of the Queen, but really. They're overlaying the queen's face onto that body double of that lady, and that is the queen's appearance that we're seeing on TV, and she doesn't even realize it herself. <laughs> and so, her whole profession, her whole life, is that she is the queen. Her whole life is dedicated to doing exactly what the queen does when what she believes right before the queen does it. So, right before the queen does any appearance, any speech, any crowd walking, any any public appearance of any kind, no matter how big, no matter how small, even if it's just going outside of the palace, you know, they even have crowds there. It, it's a it's a total rehearsal. And I got I just I got this this really strong indication that they use the rehearsal to create the actual event. And there is no need for an for a queen at all because they use everything that this and this woman looks like the queen she's the same stature she's the same size she wears the same clothes she wears the same hats she basically she dresses up all they do same movements same movements she has studied the life and she's such a sweet little lady and she thinks she's doing her duty to the crown you know that could link back to the color of purple though then Mm because they say the color of purple is royalty but they also say it's magic yeah magic and and that right there is Mm -hmm. on screen magic so it's the illusion, purple, the color of illusion. So it's an illusion. That's why they say it's the color of royalty, because it's it, royalty is an illusion. Yeah. The whole family is an illusion <sighs> as a cover for the illusionists behind it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're just they're just a frontman. They're just a yeah. I totally I buy into that. I buy into the entire crown, the entire monarchy. And with 
from the royalty. That's how they can have the whole world. The whole world loves the royal family. Oh, they love the royal family. It's a form of entertainment. Absolutely. People line the streets for them and the weddings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And really, it's a it's illusion of why people are doing that. It's a mind control. It's a programming to love the royal family and line on the streets if one of them dies or one of them gets married. Oh, it's yeah. all a programming. Like people don't even know why they love them so much. Yeah, they sell all like the the teacups and the plates, and you know, to have the royal family. Every time there's a wedding, there's just billions of dollars in in um, memorabilia. People who are there are not getting up close and personal to them at all. They can just see a, a figure in in the distance, so so that they don't know that it's not actually them or. It's somebody in a mask for that public appearance, or it's the old lady, double body double, sat in the carriages, and people don't know that. There's no way they could know. There's no way they could really see that closely. Yeah, I, 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 I that's the allure of the Meghan Markle narrative. Mm. Um, is this a, you know, American upstart, uh, kind of, you know, trying to get more attention than the Queen herself? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't see how anybody could watch you know, not only the news, but the video and not have an uh, extreme amount of disdain for her. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't see how people could identify her. She seems like a very manipulative, uh, you know, race baiting. The whole thing is just, I, I felt really sickened by, you know, listening to uh, the interview. It just seems so put on and uh, race baiting and, and cognitive dissonance of seeing a woman, a girl, whatever you want to call her, um, you know, looking... Uh, white and claiming that she's experiencing racism and the whole thing is kind of so wacky yeah and then you have people like Piers Morgan resigning from his job for it and that all ties in what did he say I don't even know what he said but he had to resign did he, did he what he was framing as being minimizing minimizing yeah he's yeah. saying it's not racist or something like that and then they're saying well he's a racist and mm-hmm. he got 40 thousand complaint so he resigned from his job because he can't have free speech mm-hmm. but him doing art because that's been made headlines as well like alongside the royal family thing so it kind of makes it all real and it's building a big form of entertainment all over wherever you look but the, the cognitive, there's an interesting cognitive distance is that is that we're supposed to think that here's this girl this this woman and race baiting and then you have someone like Piers morgan come out and actually say it say what everyone's really thinking and what we're supposed to think and he of course loses his job but people have a weird kind of thing like wait a second everyone thinks this you know what i'm saying like yeah and and it, and it begs the question why why are they telling us I, they really want us to think it's not okay to speak our mind they want us to think that we will be fired if we speak our mind we will lose our livelihood if we speak the truth that we objectively see for our, for ourselves and what we can kind of look around and agree with others that we all see. That, 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 that story, the Meghan Markle uh, story, is going on at the same time that we're hearing that uh, George Floyd's family received uh, $27 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, yeah. It's all, all, everything that's on in the media seems to all be connected somehow. Mm-hmm. Racial. We are definitely in a racial turmoil. I feel like that's our our country's original sin, um, and that's how it, that and that is what we 
our entire narrative of our country that we are built on the back of 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 this of this extreme you know, of slavery and of this extreme racial racial tension. I think that any time that they can go back to that and and frame stories around that, they know they will pull us in. And it's Lushi. Lush is essentially it's our energy. If something is Lushi, it is intended to to swirl our energy within us, and then that goes somewhere. That 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 exits our body. The energy that gets that stirred up inside of it, kicked up like dust and like a like a dust storm inside of our body, it actually gets expelled through us and the energy field, the toroidal energy field that surrounds us all at all times. And I've seen this question, and so Lucy's negative energy, and I've seen this question pop up. So what's what would we say the opposite is, or does it? All when I usually when I usually frame frame Lush, I, I talk about it in the sense of the negative, in the feelings of despair, just you know, angst, anger, disgust, sorrow. These 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 highly traumatic, highly negative. We all we all feel the pull of these negative energies. We can feel an energetic pull, um, and they do something to us. When we have a low energy, we can literally feel it pulling us downward. We feel down. We feel down in the dumps. Um, and that's loosh. That's, that's the, the, the swirling energy within, within us is, is, is loosh. And on the other end of the spectrum is the, the positive feelings, the feelings of, uh, you know, extreme excitement, exaltation of joy, of hope. Um, and those are, those are beautiful, but they are also, they can also be almost like a manic episode for the soul. They can also be so high and so hijackable that um, if we get if we get sucked into this like period of hope and then whatever we were hopeful for doesn't turn out the way we were hoping it to turn out, that in itself is is like getting hit by a wrecking ball. So all of that hope that has been built and garnered within yourself can lead you to be primed for a, a really a really deep tumble. Um, and all that to say, you know, I think that our ultimate state is in is in the middle. It's in a state of bliss. I think that that is where our ultimate state can and, and should be as, as humans, uh, as, as, you know, these, we are energy beings, energetic, oscillating, vibrating beings, light beings. And I think that, uh, if we are able to like find a state of stillness emotionally, energetically, um, that's, that's where we're supposed to be, I, I believe. And all these stories that we're talking about, good, bad, the other, you know, all of this stuff is just meant to, to get us on one side of one extreme polarity, whether it's bad or the other extreme polarity, whether it's good feelings. Um, nobody's trying to have us just be like calm in the, in the middle and nobody's really trying to lead us there. But um, I think that's where we need to sell eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's the same with the race, with the um, royal family thing and the negative thing with the race. And some people, are, that's a good thing. Some people are like really sorry for. And- yeah. Sorrow. That's why she's such a, that's why they use Meghan Markle as a character. And that's why she was designed the way she is because she's, she's like this swirling division. She's, she's both. Some people love her and some people absolutely hate her. You know, she's, nobody's indifferent to her. Um, and they got together when out. Harry was 33. <laughs> and she, and what, she, 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 he was 33 and she was 36. 36. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, she's an interesting character. She's also a template in a sense that she models um, of the royal family. They've also had in the, in the past. They, I, I believe her name was Wallace Simpson, but there was a a another American divorcee 
Meghan Markle is an American divorcee who was older, you know, an, uh, an older woman in the mid-30s. And um, generations ago, maybe in the early 1920s, I believe, is when Wallace Simpson was marrying into the, the, the British royal family. And it was this extraordinarily loose story back then because she was, you know, interfering with the crown and she was disrupting the crown as an American divorcee. And she was basically like a, a black spot on, on, the, on, on the, the purity of, of the crown. And then Meghan Markle is basically this story over again, you know, American divorce. Yeah, and it's just repeating. And I can I can feel a Diana kind of storyline coming. Yes. Definitely for it. The most Lucy story of, of all, Diana. Yeah. Diana. Diana. Yeah. I mean, Scott, talk about scripted. There's an interesting theory that somebody brought up. They said um, an account that I like a lot, um, uh, Mascotron, Mascotron Prime. And he came out and he said that, you know, the, the reason why, you know, basically there never was a Diana. And I thought uh, about it and explains a lot of the whole Camilla story mm-hmm. and that maybe Charles was with Camilla the whole time and there never really was a Diana, which would mean that there's really not a uh, Harry. Mm-hmm. And, and Harry has a weird situation, how, how he by a lot, well, he physically resembles. James Spencer. Yes. Yes. He's a polo gym. player. He was a polo. Andrew oh no, he was a either a security guard or a polo player. I can't remember, but he was someone very close to Diana with red hair. Could have been both. <laughs> yes. But yes, he looks exactly like Harry, though, uh, of, of this non-father of, of Harry, of not Charles. This character that was supposedly having an affair with Diana looks exactly like Harry and has the red hair. James Spencer, I think, is his name. So the whole thing yeah. is, is very silly. And of, the bro- and of the brothers, you have a Cain and Abel type thing going on as well. So true. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, almost like you think that um, William is this like this perfect person, mm-hmm. like you know, publicly at least, he's never had a, a mishap once. And then Harry is wearing his Nazi armband. You know, <laughs> Harry's always been up to no good. But that makes him like relatable to us, though. As, it's as oh, he's just a normal it. teenage lad or whatever, and and all that, all that we see back then, I believe is for the now so it's like built his character up the interesting thing also is with the with harry and megan mm-hmm. like the the quote-unquote like woke people mm-hmm. like you know are politically correct and you know the modern modernity and liberalism all these kinds of things they love harry and megan oh yeah and the same people who who love blm like you know the, the white people who are all into bm blm more than the black people are they're the same people who love the megan markle story the same people who love to see racism everywhere, mm-hmm. like like almost like like the new liberals, like the, the fascist liberals, mm-hmm. who who want more government, who want right. to see oh, exactly, yeah, who are very welcoming of of every government measure in the name of safety, and uh, and I'm I'm kind of yeah, a victim mentality, victim mentality, yeah. Even right now with what you're experiencing right now, Rainbow, I was thinking about the COVID measures here with everyone exalting themselves to to saint status because they've gotten their second vaccine or whatever you know but over where where you are right now in the uk you're experiencing with sarah's law that it has been expediently brought onto the forefront like she just went missing a couple of days ago and now she's there's already laws about it no there's not a law that was that's what i'm going to say is going to come from it it's mm. going to be a law because of how how it's mm. been pushed and even had a friend message me and say i'm not about this fake stuff but something not right with this story mm. it seems fake and it is it's right it's, it's everywhere and the fact that these guys know about it it's it, we want us all to know about it and we want to i just feel we've got something in plan to bring in 
because of this law, to security, secure, tighter security measures. And that is goes back to, again, the illusion. So we're being shown this woman's died as the book. She's not really died, but the implications of that illusion will then be real in real life because people are actually scared. Women will be scared of men walking in the dark or whatever. Right. So this law, whatever law they may put in, will be taken seriously. Yeah, but yeah, the, the prime mover in a lot of these stories may be fake. Like, like the person who the murder story is about doesn't exist. But the aftermath and the ripples are definitely real. Yeah. And I think that's the big problem. The big problem is that people get so focused on the ripples and don't kind of reveal or, or, or focus on whether or not the person they're talking about is even real or not. Mm. Uh, and if you did that, maybe we wouldn't. I, I don't really know much about the, the Sarah story because as soon as I saw the, uh, her age and, and the three facts of the March 3rd, her age, and the time at which the, the, the story came out, I didn't bother to even look into the, all the stories about it. All I know is a story of a woman who died at the hands of a man. Other than that, I don't know anything about it because I didn't bother to. Why would I, why would I dirty my mind uh, exactly, with, with, yeah. with things that I know aren't even real? And it happened at 21.30, didn't it? Number 33. Yeah. The, the, last scene. the story isn't about a woman so much. The story is about how bad men are. Yeah. And it's about the majority believing it. And it's also that it's made so sensitive that if we were to say that was fake in public to somebody, they'd think you're crazy, wouldn't they? Mm -hmm. It's been made so sensitive that you, you're sick. If you, if you say it's fake, you're a sick man. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's how it's been made to made to be. That you, can't, you can't question it. And the more you believe it, the, the easier it is to bring in whatever law it may be or whatever security measure it may be because everybody believes a story which was never real to begin with. goes back to the idea of every, you know, false event, traumatic event that has ever, that we've ever experienced. You know, we, we always see some sort of legalistic fallout, some sort of restrictions on our personal freedoms. Going back to the question of is freedom an illusion? Yeah, freedom is an illusion because after 9-11, we're still taking our shoes off. We're still taking our shoes off at the airport to look for shoe bombs in our shoes, which never happened. That that was never a risk. None of these measures were ever, like, it's, so to, to both of your points. Yeah, bombs at concerts and stuff like that, all tight, all to tight security. And mm -hmm. Everyone believed it. And every time, mm -hmm. for me, every time, it's like protected by, how sensitive the stories to say it didn't actually happen. Right, because you can't, you can't question it without being, no. yeah, without being labeled. To the, to the average person in the street, you're, you're crazy, you're absolutely crazy if you say these events didn't actually happen. Mm. Just think you might. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground. You guys want to take a quick break? And then maybe come back with another, another question, kick that around, and then uh, and wrap things up? been able to think about how we were saying like we was were mentally like imprisoned and it goes to like the this is just the theory like the globe earth so they give you the globe earth so like it's like a contained shape so with and then the other side to that is the flat earth which also has a dome 
So it's a contained shape again. Over us, so mental that that dome isn't really there. It's only there mentally, and it tells about infinite space. And what about if infinite space is just is here on Earth, and we're contained mentally in that dome? Do you know? That's another thought. I think you're right on. Yeah, that is another thought. But the thing is, I think you're right on. I think that everything that we know about our experience in this realm is really limited to our projection of how far our our individual consciousness can can reach and then that can be affected by like a shared consciousness but i think that our i think that this all kind of works like a video game i think that you know we have a certain reach around us and and things don't happen outside of that yeah cuz touch for this we can only travel really where they allow us to travel on the transport provided for within us, you know. Mm-hmm. Within this so, plane, right? Yeah. So when I think about it, both them shapes are like contained shapes, but it's a mental thing you contain mentally from thinking outside of the infinite space that's here on Earth. You know, that, that, that there could be more than just what we, mm-hmm. what we are. And they tell us we're on a plane, a planet, but you know, what is, what is a plane? But a plane is, you know, we have our, we have our planes of consciousness. Um, we have our planes of, of vision of understanding and, and we understand a, a plane to be this almost like a chessboard around us. And we can kind of like see in a very specific limited space from the center where we stand and we can see around us in, 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 renders as far as as far as the horizon just like a video game with how far you know if you're if you're standing in a, in a single person or a, you know a, a player game you can you can see so far and and then the world the world expands around you as you go and i i like to say that we render as we go we render this experience as we go and we bring into every experience you know we we experience every every situation with the energy that we bring into it and uh, that's kind of how we we experience the world and as we go, and we can kind of make it, make it in real time, and experience our lives in real time, um, and influence our lives in real time. You know, going back to like the magic and illusion. Are we the magicians? Are we the magicians here? Are we the, we the magicians in this? You know, if we don't really know the shape, if I think the shape argument, like you said, is 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 a distraction. I think they're trying to like make us be fighting over ball, fighting over flat, when what we're really experiencing is a magical, we're magical creatures in a magical realm. It doesn't really matter what the shape is, I think. I think that we really should be banding together and figuring out, you know, how do we, how do we bust, how do we bust out of this joint? (laughs) How do we take over? We are the most powerful things within this realm. I think our energy, our human energy is the most powerful thing in the realm. How do we take that power back? You need to first off see the illusion, don't you really? And see that you are living in some sort of video game, really. And you can step out and you can then see it, but then you're kind of crazy to people for being able to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that, then you kind of can grow from that. And you just don't take life as seriously. To, I don't, to be honest, since discovering that side of things. And I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but I feel like I've seen enough to believe that I've I've come to my own belief of it that that that's what it is, that there is a kind of a something running like it like you say it's could be a computer running the whole thing on us, you know. Mm-hmm. Run giving us everything and 
from the algorithms, even TV could be that, you know, from what we're watching. We then... It seems that it seems that way. It seems that it's scripted. And when the idea of scripted is not just the concept of words on a page that actors read for dialogue, like a script, but script also is an automatically executing line of computer code. That's a script. And so if you think about the colors and the numbers and how they always seem to insert themselves into these stories and how these stories always seem to be created from stemming from all these patterns and numbers and colors and it's just like all it's all woven together in these names and it seems to be scripted in that sense almost like an ai almost like it's being all spit out quite obviously by a computer script it, this actually goes to the second question speaking back back to the questions i think this is the perfect time to ask this one if we are living in a simulation could we all be experiencing a different reality with inevitable conflicts because each simulation contradicts another. I think that's the prime reason for the conflicts in, in our daily lives is, is, is people having separate realities, but yet go walking through life as if there's one, uh, you know, uh, some people get into the, the natural law stuff and we talked about this with the objective truths whether or not there can be objective truths. And, and it goes back to the everything is fake kind of argument of, of yeah, well, you know, that if, if someone cuts off their finger, they're going to feel pain, blood's going to come out of their finger. Uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, that's something that's a given. Um, but the way that people perceive different, different things, uh, one person can think that, um, you know, Christ is the savior and another person can think Muhammad is a, is a prophet and, and Christ uh, was a prophet and not not a not a savior not 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 directly from god or being part of god mm -hmm. uh and because those two people think that their reality is the reality i mean that's kind of uh, you know that's more of a religious way to look at it but mm -hmm. even interpersonal things of relationships you know people get obsessed with somebody else who doesn't doesn't even realize that they're alive mm -hmm. uh and and literally can spend years thinking about somebody that doesn't doesn't give them a time of day and thought mm -hmm. You're talking about two two people with completely different realities. I mean, unrequited love proves different realities, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. To an extent, I mean, yeah. it, the love and the pain that somebody experiences it, it is real to them, but to somebody else, it's 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 a joke. Coronavirus shows different realities, doesn't it? It's mm -hmm. some there's like loads don't believe in it, and loads do, and it's a completely different reality. Mm -hmm. from each of our living completely different and it's separating us more and more the same with the vax yes anti-vax not vax and then you've got the people who are just anti-pro-choice you know like it's just making different groups everywhere you know more division and really it's just for nothing an illusion yeah, yeah, it's all over nothing. You know, I I experience that in my day to day life. I experience people that very close to me that are ex so excited about the vaccine schedule and talk about it every day and talk about you know the qualification and getting in their line and scheduling and going back to the next one and and uh, you know are very still very concerned about wearing masks and everything's masked up even though the city that I'm in is no longer requiring masks everywhere I seem to go is like still very much forcing you know masks it, it's there we're living in multiple realities I still have to deal every single day with this very real fake virus <laughs> yeah same yeah it's it's the same yeah P people like oh I've, I've had my first I'm going for my second 
but are they having it because I don't understand are they having it because they feel there is a killer virus out there or are they having it because they think it's going to bring back what they know as normal that's the question through corona I think they're trying to introduce a narrative about our immunity that that is that is false I think they're trying to make us think that we are prone to be under attack when it, when in reality a healthy and robust human immune system is is like a black box it's an impenetrable black it's 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 not going to be taken under by a coronavirus by do you think it's possible though as well this is just another thought that they could be doing this in the in to lower our immune system by keeping us away from other people and keeping us in our houses the weaken the weakening us that way do you know yes that will make us sick mm-hmm. Yes, and I've and I've I've I have felt this in my bones from the beginning that this is not a disease that is spreading through our bodies from an assault contagion. This is a disease that is spreading through our bodies from our minds, from a, from from fear, uh, anxiety. They're using their only their only weapon really to and it proving to themselves that it works. That toilet roll, it's like a build up. First, they tell us about the virus. Then it's like, get get you stops up on all your stuff, and then they kind of put toilet roll in the headline. But it's like, why was it even toilet roll? Because it does. It's not a gastro thing. Because. So I know because it's a load. The virus is a load of shit. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It, it Yes. It's so. It didn't make sense. It was just they. They picked something. They picked toilet paper. Could have been anything. Could have been dish soap. Who cares? It could have been anything. But yeah, they chose toilet paper because it was a load of shit and they were trying to scare us shitless. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite, you know, the narratives are so silly and how they can sweep everyone into this, I, this frenzy. It's all through a fake virus, but what's happening in real life through this fake virus being pushed on TV is real. The lockdown here is real. That is real. That's real. And it's more because people are scared of fines and stuff. So there's a lot of people that probably would open, but due to fines and stuff like they can't they can't open. Oh yeah. Like like restaurant owners and mm. Yeah, and small businesses are genuinely yeah. closing that you see seeing them oh, closing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is real. But if everyone had the mindset of it's fake, it wouldn't it, they wouldn't be able to do it. If if we could all collectively let this spell break, if we could just and say all it's fake stop if enough people band together and just say this is not real, if we could will, see the virus is fake, lift. yeah, but then that's why they put on young people like you could possibly kill the old your granddad. People. Yeah, you could possibly kill your grandma. That's why the nursing home stories have been. That's loosh. This is textbook loot. You know, they're trying to make us the most extreme. It's not just about our own health. It's about not killing our grandmother. You yeah. know. So they've got it covered at all areas, covered yeah. to make it believable, and death, and you also can't risk, say, not wearing a mask if if you go near your granddad and he's really old. It's playing in the back of your mind. Maybe I can give it him, you know. But if everyone said, right, that virus is fake, then it, the the illusion's broken, you know. But the, it's just. It's not happening. Uh, some people, I saw, I saw somebody today with the double mask, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you should have told them, sir, you should be wearing three masks. I feel, <laughs> I feel in danger. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm, I don't even really pay attention to the people anymore because it's so, 
so just so weird when you look at them. You know, all you see the eyes, it's, it's, uh, and you can feel the fear in the eyes. Uh, so yeah, yeah. If you step near anyone, you kind of step away. Like I was in a situation in a doorway the other day, and I didn't have a mask on, and a woman coming towards me did, and she looked at me and she went, "How are we going to do this?" Because <laughs> they pass each other at the door. Like she's wow. like genuinely that scared, and. For all I know, she could have had a vaccine. So you had a vaccine, and you've got a mask on, and you're still scared to come within a couple of meters of people. It's just a full for me. It's a mind game. You know, we talked about this magical realm. I feel like when you're living in fear, you cannot experience the magic of this realm. Your vibrations are your vibrations are low. and I really think that kind of like the, the COVID thing, just like a lot of these things we talk about, like perception comes down to is everybody has a different, uh, everyone's on a different frequency, on different wavelengths. Yeah. But sometimes merely going to the playground can be like a, like an ethical, moral, existential quagmire. You know, I, I, I walked my daughter in and she, she said, you know, daddy, I don't need this. And of course, I wasn't going to insist that she wear it. And then as we walked over to the to the swing set, there were three young girls on on the, on the swings, and they said, uh, "My mommy and daddy said I can't play with you if you're not wearing a mask." Oh my gosh! To a three to a three year old kid. And kids will say anything their parents tell them to. So, where do you think it's all going to end? How do you believe it's, this is going to come to an end? Wow, the Corona or yeah, the whole yeah this whole situation because. To me, it kind of feels like it's boiling over to where surely something's got to give soon with people seeing it is all lies. You know, I, that's where I'm at with it. And that could that's a positive outcome that I can see is that that it, it, there could be good changes coming from it as bad as it, it seems at the moment. We're having a negative, but there's got to be the positive. It seems kind of, uh, seems kind of dismal. I mean, I don't, you know... There's got to be a positive with that negative. Like there is everything. There's always, always the two sides, and we haven't seen the other side just yet. I'm so comfortable, like in this, uh, you know, kind of like this little world I've created for myself. Uh, you know, that's probably why I spend so much time on Twitter, because the moment I go out of it, I kind of realize, oh, like I pay attention to the regular news. It just, it just, it's so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just repetitive, isn't it? It's just repeating the same things. We're going to die. It's going to the body count. It's just the same thing over and over. So we're bamming it into our subconscious, aren't we? Like it's, uh, it, it used to be like I saw an article with the 33. Oh, you know, retweet it. And, oh, this is 33. Now you see so many of them, you don't even, I don't even bother. It's like, oh, that's, that's no big deal, you know? And do you just see 33 as it's fake? Because, like, or an illusional story? I think it's a I I see it as a fakery thing. And I think think that's why they maybe made Jesus 33. Because that's a fake story, I think, too. Yeah, same, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like to, I don't like to say that on Twitter because yep. Yeah, I've had I've had people unfollow me because I because they'll DM me and say, you know, I like your ideas and such, but uh, you know, one question for you, you know, what do you think about Jesus Christ? And if I say that that's an allegory, they'll unfollow me and I never hear from them again. Yeah, I've had the same same kind of things like it's made that you can't really question it, can you? All right, I wanna jump back in. I wanna jump back in with Rambo. It kind of aligns with this question 
another question that we were asked. And the question is, do you believe we will ever be able to win back control of our lives and end the constant deception? And if so, how? It needs to be a mass awakening to the illusion, doesn't it, really? Hmm. So the step, to, the first step ultimately to taking back control is we have to awaken. Before, before you can even begin to, to have control of, I mean, I guess if you render as you go, which is what I always say, that's, that's, that's exactly what that is. That means like you really do have to be the architect of your own life. You have to take back full control of your own life. So if the question is, the question is, do you believe we will ever be able to win back control of our lives and end the constant deception? Uh, well, I think that I think we will end the constant deception when we take back control of our lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. by stepping out of the game, what we're putting on, mm-hmm. you have to step out and check yourself, basically, that and reality and everything that you thought you knew mm-hmm. and accept it could have all been a lie, everything. And when you can accept that, then you can kind of come to peace with it. That you, you, now you're kind of discovering yourself from that day on. Really, when you realise that everything you've ever ever known is a lie. Yeah, that's a weird day. Yeah, you take it back. You, that day is the day you take back some sort of control of your life. I think so too. From that day, I think so too. I think we're under a spell. I think we're under some sort of illusion where. When we have a mass awakening, like you said, you know, not, I mean, to borrow from Q, the great awakening, quote unquote, I think that that was the truth buried in the, in the. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, it's the there. It's yeah. possibility. And I think it's the illusions will, the illusions will turn to dust. I think that they will, they will disappear like, like dust. Um, I, you know, the, the whole idea of apocalypse, it sounds really destructive. It sounds, we've always, it, 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 the, the idea that we get conjured into our head and we think of apocalypse as some sort of fiery destruction. That's what I think anyway. But what apocalypse means is, is a, a, a swift and an immediate uh, a lifting of the veil, a, a, a clearing of the deception, a, a, an, an immediate Clarity is what apocalypse means. It doesn't mean anything bad. It means something quite beautiful and quite wonderful. And I think it's interesting that that the the, the word apocalypse has been mis mis um, misidentified in our brains. Like we just kind of point to a negative, fiery, dark understanding of what like just the word apocalypse sounds really scary. I see like headless horsemen and oh, I see fire and I see brims, all sorts of stuff, you know. But in reality, it's what. It's what we are experiencing for ourselves. In, in a way, the, the way that we've seen it, and like say, like like you say, like you know, like the theater, right? And like the Q story with these actors and, and characters and everything, and like the louche that can be produced from it in terms of how people believe in these things that aren't real and get emotionally involved in things that are real. On the flip side of that, once you get to a point where it becomes so, it becomes too real to the point where. You, Sounds like an Elon Musk kind of thing, but it becomes so kind of <laughs> so fake. It must be real. <laughs> so so <laughs> real that it, 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 it becomes so obvious, and it's so much of a, like a cartoon that you're involved in, and you kind oh, of have this, this whole life. Yeah, this life does seem cartoonish at times. Yeah, 
like the realization that it's all fake uh-huh. is kind of like a catharsis. Like you're finally releasing that tension. And also goes back to masks, I guess. Well, and the, the classic, uh, you know, uh, symbol of theater is having the the happy mask uh, uh-huh. and the, uh, the laughing mask and, and the crying mask. Uh-huh. So you have comedy and tragedy. Um, and they can't, and one can't exist without the other. I mean, it almost creates a cognitive dissonance. We don't know whether or not you should laugh or cry about somebody. Um, and, and if you can introduce those same feelings at the same time with something, that's a very powerful, uh, um, uh, powerful uh, feeling to have. People don't know what to think or what to feel. But anyway, the whole thing with, with Greek tragedy would be, uh, you know, the I think it was Aristotle who came up with the idea of catharsis, but uh, the idea that they would have tell stories where the audience would get emotionally involved in it um, and experience things like fear, um, sadness, murder, things like that, acted out on stage um, to kind of have this release of tension that would actually strengthen the community because people people would find an outlet for all of these kind of chaotic emotions that couldn't be rationally explained. Um, so if, if you had that released in the in the theater, which is the real true purpose of theater, that wasn't just a, like a pastime or entertainment, but entertainment is serious business because if people can get those kind of things out in a kind of in a way that's not real, then they're not going to have all these unresolved uh, human emotions, uh, you know, in normal society. So I mean, you know what I mean. That's so interesting because it makes it seem like no matter what, we would need to be released from these things. Like we would need to have this exorcism, be excised from from the bad. Like we're we're so bloodthirsty as his human beings. Like it's we're so naturally inclined that we would need to even have catharsis. But if we were never fed these highly traumatic stories, these highly violent. <laughs> you know, if, if these these extraordinarily lucy, murderous stories of 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 violence and 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 extreme emotional uh, trauma, would we need to act them out in our day to day lives as a result, or would we be absolved? Would is the chicken the it's the chicken and the egg you know for me it's the chicken and the egg are are we are they feeding us this constantly and saying we need it because we're humans and we need to be absolved of our dastardly ways and so they have to show us all this trauma on stage you know as the stage being this 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 the stage that we're all seeing today and through our screens and through our mainstream media and everything everything's a stage so are, are, again, like, with the screen though like they didn't ever give it was for entertainment, did they really? It wasn't ever for entertainment purposes. But it's more for like mind control purposes why we have a TV. Like we think it's entertainment. Yeah, we think it's that entertainment. But that's only because what well, we're watching on the screen, you know, it's like they're giving us, and it's always got an agenda to the entertainment. It's always something with the entertainment. It's something to influence your life somehow every time, whether it's the Kardashian, then it... Anything, do you know what I mean? It's there to influence people's lives, mm-hmm. no matter what, whether it's good or bad. Always. Like, so murderers, murderers, like, there might be a murderer who was co- copycatted the TV program. Oh, yeah. Do you the know? Copycat murder. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't through the screen to begin with. That goes back to the entire idea of these serial killers not even being real of serial yep. killers all being constructs that they invent and then the copycats are real. 
but they would have never happened had it not been for this original. They become idols. They become no idolized. And people, re- yeah. Mm. And I feel like that's like again why we have this. Why everything comes from the screen, you know, because we've been led to believe from day one it's the truth. And what is a screen? A fence, a barrier, a barrier to light, a screen, a a method of concealment, our our devices, our screens. You know, we know if you put up a screen, you're you're screening light, you're screening the ability to see, you know, between yourself and something else. And our screens are literally that. They are methods of concealment. They're they're methods of, of light, of concealing of light, of barriers, barriers of light. And they're projectors of false light, you know. So they're, they're not only are they barriers to, to truth, to true light, but they are projecting at the same time, they're projecting us quite literally false light through trillions of, di- of of triodes of red, green, and blue little tri-lights all throughout the, the iPhone screen surface is just trillions of little red, green. And it's only going to get more the way things are going because it's gone from being radio and TV and then now it's your phone. Then it's apps like TikTok where you've said in the past where they're basically just copying dances. So you're just, again, yeah. copying what comes through the screen. just like a and so much of TikTok looks looks CGI, right? So much yeah. like I feel like a lot of I feel like t- Snapchat was a way to introduce these f- facial overlays to us in a in a Broadway, and I feel t- TikTok is a way to introduce non-real entities and then have us copy them, and like we are copying machines. It's 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 kind of messed up, but I think that t- a lot of what I see on TikTok, a lot of popular things, I don't even think are real. I think they're the reason that they can move in this perfected way is because they are digital puppets. But those dance moves don't seem natural at all. They don't seem natural, do they? And that goes to also the TikTok was when the um the Corona nurse, the dancing nurses videos were yeah. kind of coming. So out they've been part of the Corona. And those didn't thing. look real either. And who has time to do videos about dances when you have a global pandemic on your hands? That was the same song, supposedly. I just those those did not ring true to me. Those did not ring true to me. They looked digital. They looked unreal. Yeah. And a lot of things I've noticed now is that news is even coming from TikTok. You know, like certain videos, oh, yeah. like yeah. of like explosions or whatever. They're yeah. coming from TikTok. Like there was one in the UK like, yeah. a few weeks ago in Exeter, and there was like an explosion and all these random videos popping up with TikTok in the corner, you know, of the explosion where people, and it was like this World War II bomb that was being controlled, ex, exploded, but it went wrong. And I, I done a post on it and, and I asked, how was people, how did people know that it was going to go off if it was going to be controlled? If people in the area knew, you wouldn't expect a big explosion, so you wouldn't be recording from multiple angles for it, really, would you? They always are. There's always a phone that's capturing it right at the very moment, right before the blast. It's just casually capturing, just perfectly centered in frame, never like even off to the side. It's always usually right in the center of the frame. How did how does that happen? You know? Well, it doesn't. It's it's like the George Floyd video. Oh yeah. And they can right? right, because the George Floyd video had that perfect view. And then when you saw the, and I don't think any of this is real, but when you saw the other side of the the street, 
view, which I don't think that was real either, but the other side of the street showed something different. It showed it basically showed nobody there. Right. It showed, it showed nobody there. And so maybe that one was real. But basically what, what, what we're being shown is that there is a disconnect no matter what. Like, and both of them could be false, but neither of them could be real, you know? So like they kind of, they kind of cancel each other out on, on reality. So it's like a mixture of acting. I think that day with George Floyd was a oh, mixture yeah. of acting and CGI mixed, like mixed in. I feel like it was a bit of both. And I feel like they've done it poorly on purpose, really. But do you think it's always been this sloppy like this? Yes. Where it's, yes, I do. Or I do. are they getting sloppy? Or, no. or can we now just see that it is? Honestly, I think it has always been this sloppy. But you cannot see it when you're blind. You just can't. But when I go back and look at st- when I go back and look at Columbine, and I remember seeing, I remember being in my parents' bedroom, like watching the Today Show, and I was a young, I was in middle school or something, you know, elementary, maybe elementary school, middle school. But I remember watching on on the Today Show the the footage as Columbine was kind of like unfolding, and I remember feeling mesmerized. I couldn't look away. I couldn't think about anything else for the rest of the day. I just saw, and then the trench coat, the trench coat mafia, the whole idea of that was just seared into my consciousness for, for, for a while. Like, and, and I think, you know, I think, but now when I look back at it, all I see is purple. Same with everything, with the Vegas shooting, everything is, everything's just purple when you look back. And was that, my thing is, was that purple always there? I think so. I, I do, yeah. I do too. The pink elephant in the room is the purples. It's always been there. We've, it's always been larger than the, it's, it takes up the entire screen quite literally, but we just cannot see it. When I look back at 9-11 footage, it's all purple. Everyone has a purple shirt on when you're out the building. I've gone back on everything I could think of and it's all purple. It's all purple. Everything. And you're not aware until you're aware? No, that's what I always think was. And then when you see things from that, you see things that look obvious and fake and stage like the George Floyd thing. And then they ask myself, like, was it always like that? Was it always that bad? And it turns out it was, you know. I think even the JFK assassination is that bad. We just haven't been able to, we just haven't been able to see it for his head being like an exploding pumpkin and not a real human being. You know, it's not a real, it wasn't a real, it was never real. It was never, he never got assassinated. There was never a real human being being shot in that vehicle that day in that stretch of, 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 of Dallas proper, you know, there it just it didn't happen. It just did not happen the way that we think that. Well, it here's here's this question because I <clears throat> I think about the JFK the JFK thing every once in a while, yeah. and I know you that you question whether or not there actually was a JFK. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was thinking, you know, how they do this. The, the, I've seen videos of uh, that that uh, Jimmy Carter is really JFK. Oh wow, interesting. Well, yeah, Jimmy Carter but does look like he's wearing a mask. Yeah. But how about there was never a JFK and it was Jimmy Carter all along? Or neither of them exist and the base character is playing both. Okay. I'm going to be one of those people, though. When I was in Nicaragua, uh, Jimmy Carter was was in the same hotel as me. Did you see him? I did see him. You did? Yeah. What did he look like? Did he look like he was wearing a mask? He has, a, he has kind of a caricature. Oh. He looks like a caricature, right? With his big old teeth. 
a few years ago, so I wasn't looking at things. Uh, yeah, oh, true. Totally. Yeah. But, but there was Jimmy Carter there. And that's all. So here's a question, because this kind of goes to this reality that we're in, the simulation theory. Did you see him see him? Or did you just see security guards and see someone who was ushered out, but like you didn't actually like see his yeah, you're, eyes? You're right. eyes. Interaction with him, per se. I think it was more of the hoopla. The hoopla. No, 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 totally. And I, I've been in situations where it's like, oh – the 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 queen is here or not, not for me not the queen actually for me the actually okay so i was in england in october of 2018 and this is when the day that meghan markle had lunch with the queen the day she met the queen and had lunch with her like a famous day i was walking by the i was with my mom and i i won a trip on the radio which is really strange i'm just a very lucky person and i won a trip to london on the radio long story short <laughs> just manifest your own destiny it's it can happen um but as we were walking by, it was it was just right, just after lunchtime. This whole cavalcade, like the whole the whole street, kind of shut down, and this this middle turnstile of like statues turned, and and this this thing that was a monument became a thoroughfare, and these Range Rovers just came racing in front of us. And I said to my mom, I was like, Oh my gosh, mom, that must be Meghan and Harry. They just had lunch with the Queen. This is obviously before I'm. Obviously, before now, <laughs> I would have laughed at all this. But now I look back at it, and I think all of that, all that that scene requires was a couple of vehicles. That's it. It doesn't require any human beings. Doesn't require really anything. It 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 just requires some traffic disturbance, and everyone in the perimeter and everyone concerned will will believe that like important people are are rushing to and fro. And I realized after the fact, now looking back, like how much of, of the whole, you know, even the experience of like touring the castles and touring the fame, you know, these, these places, all the whole Royal experience, it's all, it's all entertainment. It's, 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 it's a business of, of, of theater and entertainment for, for tourists, for people like at the time, me and my mother, we were just like ogling at the crown jewels and like, oh, and now when I look back, all of it was purple too. Like every, every, every crown was purple, every, <laughs> everything, you know, and as works, you know, as we're exploring purple means illusion and purple, you know, purple, purple, purple is royalty because is royalty royal is illusion and the whole thing, it yeah. just, yeah, it goes around. Royal public doesn't exist. Or the idea that also, I think one of the part of the reasons why purple is kind of is connected with the royalty is is in the past. I think you know people who understood magic, right? Mm. They were the people who controlled society, the people who can control perception. So, and the and that was more of the I hate to use the word uh, more of the you know the milieu, if you will, of the upper class, mm. not of the middle class or the lower class. Mm -hmm. So we energy have class manipulation. Yeah, manipulation of, of energy. Uh, it wasn't just class warfare. It was knowledge, energy warfare. Like if you were in the upper echelon, you could manipulate the way that everyone below you thought. And if you can control the way they think, then you've got them. You know, if you can. Yeah, and I feel like they, they are who are behind the royal family, as in like putting the royal family out as an illusion of and and, and, and and this is the kind of stuff that leads leads you know to endless kind of speculation as to you know whether or not you know the illuminati are running things or you know who who understands magic and who's doing all these things even even today somebody they were talking about the, the depopulation uh stuff and uh 
I was going kind of hard in the paint on things. It's just you always people, do. You always go hard in the paint, Mark. Well, especially when people kind of come out with the whole everything is fake stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody was talking about, oh no, it's real. And and then they said, I've seen the you know the Georgia Guidestones, mm-hmm. right? And I looked up the Georgia Guidestones, and mm-hmm. they were, it was opened on March twenty second, nineteen eighty. Yeah, sixty six, right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so fake. The Georgia the Georgia Guidestones. Once you wake up, they they seem very. They just point to a, a higher power, and it reminds me of of this this quote. I, I'm just pulling up this book. It's it's called Word Magic: um, the power the powers and occult definitions of words. And it states many times, it says, the main source of power for the government is the energy of the people. Because the government is a creature of our minds and is manifested through the power of our collective thoughts. We literally make the government through our belief. We, we I, I, think that's where the, I think that's where the loosh goes. Mm-hmm. The, the, a lot of people, some people have the idea or the construct or what would it Carried away. Is. The loosh gets carried away through the belief in the system. Well, the, the loosh is en- the energy that goes towards creating the matrix and sustaining the matrix. Yes. Okay. And, yes. and consciousness is, if, if anything's contagious, that we, I think we, we should have learned or, 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 or could learn from this this coronavirus stuff. Um, and you, you, you had a thread early on about the Corona kind of being something to do with the mind. And then I think I did a tweet about the, you know, the, the only virus we have right now is a potential mind virus. Uh, and the Corona is, you know, the crown and the mind and the government may, may think, you know, mind control. Um, but um, I don't know. Um, it all connects. It, it, it all connects. It all relates to control, to power, to order. And consciousness is contagious. Awareness, I believe, is contagious, yes. Awakening. I, I say, I've said it from the beginning. I believe that the coronavirus, and the corona means ring of light, it means crown, it means crown of our heads, it means, it means head, mind. The coronavirus is not a disease of the body. And not a contagion of disease, but a contagion of, of awakening and awareness and a spreading of, of awareness through, I think awareness spreads faster and than, any, than any virus. So does fear, unfortunately. Fear spreads through a population just as fast. And, and awareness, you get the flip side of it, of, 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 false, of false, awareness. false awareness. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I remember back in August or July, uh, yeah, maybe August or whatever, and uh, and I was kind of like when I kind of first got into uh, into Twitter, and we had like a little group of people, and uh, there was one person with like an established account. And I think I had maybe like maybe like six hundred followers at the time, and they had thousands or whatever. And I kind of looked up to the person because I knew a lot about the Tartaria stuff. Um, and then they started going into, you know, uh, videos on the, the David Goldberg video, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that bullshit story about a reporter who came out and said that basically, you know, the, the Zionist plot to take over the United States and they're going to put everyone in FEMA camps mm-hmm. and totally with that 2030 agenda stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would literally like, you know, post it to us and say, oh, everybody watch this and then we'll get back to, and, in, in an hour or so and discuss Mm-hmm. And I watched it in like 15, not even 15 minutes, like five minutes into the thing. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I mean, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is a time suck. You lost, you lost that time, yeah. And yeah, it- but then everyone got back together and started like discussing it. And it was like, 
it's like how are these people believing this that this is real we've all been um, there though I, but, we've all been there but it was contagious because if you know if i hadn't known any better i would have taken it as gospel yeah yeah. So that, in that way, it is contagious. This bullshit stuff is very contagious. Has your new awareness, though, has your new awareness, have you been able to spread your personal new awareness to anybody in your real life? Yeah, I, I, I've had um, some people become a bit aware. Well, it's, as soon as it started off, I was saying it's fake, it's fake and all that stuff. And people are like, no, no. And then I've had people come around on the coronavirus thing. And sometimes when I see that, I kind of get a bit carried away with myself and start buying up today for everyone. Oh, that's big, that's big. And then I have to step back a bit and I kind of just leave you forget. the seat. Just, yeah, you forget how. Yeah, just go off on one that and tell anyone what's yeah. fake. But, right. Yeah, but like, there's one friend in particular and he's kind of woke up to coronavirus and then he woke up to that, the 33s popping up everywhere. Mm. And then now he's like sending me pictures of the purple. So it's like I'm watching him. So I have, oh, that's great. in that case, I feel like I have. And also, even my dad, he <laughs> follows the purples himself, do you know? And he believes it. And it's like, he doesn't want to believe it. No, he doesn't oh. want to believe it's all fake. Because it's a lot to give up to realise that everything you thought you could have seen on the news that is stored in your subconscious mind was all fake mm -hmm. you know it's quite a big thing to take i'd say for people so some people won't want to go that far i said i don't feel like at a certain age people would like no i'm not having that you know it's unsettling it's an unsettling feeling yeah it gets better it gets yeah, better quicker yeah. yeah it gets it's it's it feels we have a mourning period i think we've all talked about this and i, I know that Murph, once you, you talked about the day that you felt you had an awakening, you had like a, you were walking around the city, like what the, what the hell's going on? You know, it's, it's like almost like you're in a daze. You go through a period where everything seems so upside down, topsy-turvy. How do I reconcile anything in life? And then all of a sudden you come to just a point of peace where it's like, oh, okay, I'm above all this now. I'm actually, I'm actually outside of it now and we're all good. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the beginning, I had the kind of uh, like a burning desire to reach out to people and and you know, kind of uh, tell them what was going on or what I was seeing with the, the Q stuff, and then after the Q stuff with with the with, with some of the Tartaria stuff. And yeah. I, I was sending people the, the John Bonet thread. <laughs> <laughs> To be quite honest, I, I've given up on kind of kind of trying to wake people up or trying to like I'm just myself and like I'll say things and I don't even really pay attention to the way the way people react to me. That's the best lesson. The, that's that's honestly the best lesson is to live boldly and courageously in your own you. I say, I say like you know the way I look at it is you know I may have lost a few friends mm -hmm. like I mean I, with one person even specifically like they didn't they were offended. I, the person wrote to me and said, I'm, I'm halfway through your podcast and, you know, you're, you, I'm very offended that you, what you said about uh, George Floyd, I'm very offended about 9-11. I'm not going to listen to any more of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think afterwards, I, I, I think I, I, I told them even more things were, were bullshit afterwards. Um, but I kind of realized that the relationship was, there was no relationship. Um, you know, if somebody's not going to listen to me, because of uh you know the george floyd thing it's kind of ridiculous but i may have lost a few but i think i gained 10 times more uh, 
That's the way I look at it. More meaningful. More meaningful. So that just goes to show in this fight, essentially what we're up against, we will lose we will lose friends that just aren't up up for it. We're gonna speak our unspeakable truths. And there will be certain people, once all the dust settles, there will be certain people in our lives that remain. And there will be certain people that fall away. And that is just that's part of it. And that's beautiful in its own way. We are not always meant to to carry every single relationship through our entire life. You know, some some aren't meant to go on. And if they can't, like like you said, if they can't listen to you and celebrate you for just a, a truth that you had, and you know, just speak about the George, George Floyd thing. You know, when I started when I started t- tweeting about George Floyd, I <laughs> I was you know to share something very personal about my life. The people very close to me put me made me start seeing a therapist after I started tweeting about George Floyd not being real. The people that that are closest to me and that you know that that loved me and wanted the best for me thought that I was batshit crazy and decided that the best thing for me was to to make me see a therapist. And by God, by the end of those six therapy sessions, I just about flipped that therapist. He was on my side. He was like, yes, tell me more. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, kind of, but, um, you know, it just, it, so it's, it's, it's radical to, to think this way is, is troubling for the, the people that, you know, that mean well, they, they love us. They, and they mean well, but they, it's, it's very difficult to, to step into, into through the, the through the looking, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's through, yeah. it's past the veil. And we live, we're living, they talk about through the looking glass, you know, project look, project looking glass, Alice through the looking glass. It's, it's more of like the veil being lifted and they are looking, they are looking through a very, distra- the veil is, 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 is transmuting the light in such a way that everything looks different. And then once the veil is lifted, we, we see much more clearly. Yeah. Uh, I, we were talking earlier about the false freedom as an illusion thing, right? Yeah. I think the illusion is that freedom is so easily taken away, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's why the government uses all these illusionary tactics to make us seem like we're being oppressed. And it's- I think we do. Have, I think we do have a huge amount of freedom, and that's why there's so much so much efforts to control our to, to control our minds with these crazy stories. Yeah. I think you know if we did, truly didn't have freedom and everything, it wouldn't be a twenty four hour. You know. To, you know eight days a week of crazy, crazy stuff coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and freedom, I think people make it so complicated, but I mean, it, it's it's not such a huge process. And it's like, you know, like I said before, somebody can be in prison and be more free than the person who's in a penthouse in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But it's a state of mind. Yeah. It's a state of mind. It is a state of mind. And that goes back to the idea of freedom being an illusion being more of a, a, a question of your surroundings, but a, 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 a complete mental mindset question, you know, like almost the to be, you know, think the, therefore, I think therefore I am, you know, I, I think I, my life is a certain way, no matter what the circumstances are, you could have a beautiful life, but be miserable, you know? How many stories do we hear of the guy who's maybe who's been in prison for like 20 years, 30 years, gets out, and within a few months, they're back in. And you have to wonder what, whether or not, the, you know, and the reason why they go back in is some stupid infraction. Like they'll walk into they'll walk into a bank, not even trying to commit a crime, but with the intention of going back to prison. They crave the comfort of prison. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
if it's all you've ever known, it's it's, it's a routine. It's a beautiful routine. Routine can be quite comforting. Or you could be happy anywhere. You could be happy anywhere. Yeah, and to be taken care of as a ward of the state. Sure, why not? We don't know. You're right. You know, we think that we're elite by going to our spa retreats, you know, but it's just another form of walls around you, surrounding you, keeping you contained in a space. Does you know, prison, it's, it's really all a state of mind. It really, it really all is. And I, I remember as a kid having a distinct understanding. I moved around a lot as a kid and we were always in different houses. And I always remember thinking like, no matter how the configuration is laid out, it's still like a mouse maze. It's still like a mouse trap. You look at like the floor plans and blueprints of a house. It's still almost as if like you were designing like a maze for a mouse to go through. And I remember having this understanding of like, just the living, the living experience of, you know, the human race. <laughs> Thinking of it as, as um, these, the we're, we're just, you know, we are the mice. We are the mice in this experiment. And and no matter how lavish or small our containers are, they're still just like this this mouse house for us to to play around in. I was a weird kid, so that's that was not quite an abnormal <laughs> thought for me to have. I was, I, was. <laughs> I used to draw. I used to. Have, I had to have these sketch pads that were on a spiral bound, and I would just draw different rooms in the house and like different. And they would always be like on this like three D plane where you're looking at it from above, like almost like an architectural rendering. Yeah, I was a really weird kid, but I would like flip the pages, and the mouse would like go into different. Anyway, and I had this like, this is too much information, but yeah. Kind of explains why human vibration is human vibration. <laughs> it's all about this mouse house, y'all. We're just all living in this mouse maze. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that mice are the experiment. You know, when we think about experiment science experiments, it's you know, and we're the we're the it's the rat race, but they also call it the human race, and might be something to that. You know, and we're on the hamster wheel essentially with our day to day lives and. All right, someone else jump in before I before I bring us the tenor down too much. <laughs> before I lose us before I lose us out of the podcast. I mean, it's heavy stuff. Um, what is real, what is not real. I think that that's something that we really are gonna be tackling a lot with this show is 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 what's not just what's real, but what's important and what's where should we if if we if we can if we can release ourselves from the energy of these highly charged news stories, if we're in his historical stories and current event stories and whatever, pick your poison. If we can, we can separate ourselves from these and we can take back that energy. What, what happens next? What happens next? What do we do with all that saved, stored human energy? You know, and we are the battery cells. If we could keep it, if we could hold on to our energy better instead of giving it out to the aether through being excitable, excited through these, you know, Lushi stories and events and all these things. What does that mean? What does that mean for humanity if we can collectively harness or take back more of our energy? We have more energy for our loved ones, for one. True. Um, True human connection. That's real. Absolutely. Yeah. You were telling the story about um, that you were at a wedding and instead of enjoying the wedding, you're looking at like the Bedest art collection. Oh yeah, that was we. I don't think we. I don't think we recorded that one. But yeah, I was at yeah, I was at a wedding in 2017, and it's kind of when I first fell down the original rabbit hole, and I was at a beautiful wedding, and I could not stop checking my phone to to see what was next. I had just discovered the John Podesta portion 
of the QAnon pedo gate, whatever. And I was connecting it to, you know, just Lane Maxwell and da da da. da and, it was just going real deep and, um, you know, them being in, in relation to Madeline McCann. Uh, long story short, I was I, – I could not even enjoy the, uh, an incredibly beautiful experience unfolding around me because I became mesmerized. Back to Rambo's point, like I, I got I got locked in. I got pulled in. I got mesmerized. And I was like checking under the table. There was so much happening that was positive, positive energy. And I couldn't be a part of it because I was pulled out. Through my mes- through being mesmerized by this cute thing, had I been today, like I could have, I could have really enjoyed that whole experience much better, you know. Um, it's interesting, yeah. But I, for, for bringing it back to that, yeah, it's it's pulling. It'll it'll pull you. It'll pull you away from the things that you that me are meaningful. Like you said at the beginning, like you just said about uh, if we don't have these distractions, Murph, you you mentioned that we could have a, a closer relationship with the people that are around us and the people that we love. I totally agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's the main thing. I, I think it's a, I think it, I think it all comes down to like people talk about the awakening and and things like that and and like you know freedom or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it, people make it kind of uh, overly complicated sometimes, and it's ultimately a personal thing. Um, I don't think the, you know even the three of us together we, we get together and we discuss it, but then we all go off our separate ways, mm-hmm. and you know you have a constant conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all ultimately a very personal place. Uh, you know, all of these things, you know, what's real, what matters. Uh, someone today even asked me, like, okay, I, th- I think I did a post on the, the VAC situation and, and you know, uh, how uh, the, 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 the contradictory way that truthers deal with the truth, mm-hmm. uh, truth that's convenient to their narrative is accepted, like, you know, the deaths from the VAX and, the, and VAX injuries is accepted uh, without question. And then, you know, COVID deaths, right. of course, are dismissed. But yet they're coming from the same place, so we're not really dealing with dealing with truth or truth, you know, truthers per se. Uh, it's the furthest thing from the truth. And somebody wrote back, and they were like, "Well, okay, you know, I, I see your point, but where do we go from here? And like, what's the point of life? You know, what's the point of this? What do I do with this newfound, you know, with, a, with you know, looking at things this way?" And I replied back to the guy. I said, "You know, if I answered these questions explicitly, you know, I'd be just another, you know." Another person telling you what telling you you know what right. you should do. Yeah. It's part of everyone's individual journey. Yeah. yeah. I'd just be another shill mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, this is what to do." When I when I don't really know what to do myself. I mean, Amazing. that's why I love the whole like you know stupid that kind of fun stuff, mm-hmm. like you know jamming out to Michael Jackson stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I, I love your approach. I think that your approach is the best way to do it. I try to take a similar approach, although I do over I, – I do tell everyone exactly <laughs> – I'll tell you everything. You ask me a question, I'll tell you everything that I think. Sure. <laughs> um, but I, I like the way you – are, you are definitely more of a Zen master. Of, you know, I, I think that your tactic is you're going to put it out there. You're going to tell – and you're going to keep repeating – Almost, almost like we talked about last time. You're gonna, you're gonna hit your student over the head with your knowledge, but then you're going to leave it there and let them take it from there. You know. Whereas I'm like holding everyone's hand. I'm like, do you get the purples yet? Oh, magenta, it's in the center. Da-da-da-da. Oh, the line of purples. And I'm like, this whole thing that I give everybody every every response. Like, you know, I think that we we all have to find a balance between how we like train when people come to us asking for questions yeah we can't just railroad them we have to we have to find a way to express our 
knowledge or what we understand is our knowledge because who put, I mean, honestly, what the fuck do we know? We, we are all figuring it out too. We're just sharing. It's the journey is inward for everyone. And what we do individually is we share our light. We shine it bright. We shine our individual lights very bright and people find us through that. And I think that's the best thing we can do. And I think that's the only thing we can do. And I think that shining our true light into the matrix of false light is the most radical and revolutionary act that you can do in this. And they always say light travels faster than anything else. So there you go. It doesn't travel at all. There's no distance. Oh, well. Boom. Well, you kind of deflated my motivational speech, but I I, I appreciate your your rationale and bringing me back, right-sizing, right-sizing my, my thought. But yeah, boom. You know, what, you know what I think? I think a large extent is this. None of this stuff was happening before we started questioning the vaccine narrative. And if anything, I think Truth or Twitter is completely compromised. I think Truth or Twitter is crap, garbage, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. It really should be called conspiracy theater, uh, consp- conspiracy theory Twitter. Conspiracy I mean, theater is probably right. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, you know, it... it <laughs> Mostly the five G chemtrails, depop, anti you know uh, vaccines are killing everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, every mostly every single narrative is crap. Very lucy, yeah. very energetically lucy. And we're trying to find, and we're really trying to go after after the truth. And I mean, if anything's the third rail, if someone says don't go there, that's where I'm going. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. That's we're at the place where no one wants to go. We're going beyond. the deepest depths of the hole. Rabbit hole. <laughs> and, what, yeah. and what I think kind of throws people off is, is we do have some followers who, who do really feel it, who do really kind of understand what we're saying. Yeah, I think so. And they have almost like a religious experience. I think so. I've seen and, that. And it's not, it's not from us. I mean, I don't do what I'm doing because I want to have like all these people. I do it because it, it feels good to get it out. Yeah. If yeah. It it you, can't go chest, yeah. you can't do it in real life. You can't say what we're saying out in the streets or, any, or to anybody you know really like some of the stuff of people not being real events not being real and people who haven't died who people, like public have mourned for and stuff like that we're actually saying none of that was real so it's right it is it's a it's a big step to take to go from vaccines are killing us and nanobots are getting us and all this stuff mm-hmm. it's a big step to take absolutely all all, all the life. That we're healthy and whole and complete and beautiful systems and we're magical beings in this magical realm and we can we can we can render as we go and we can create beautiful lives around us if we just stop believing and we just get off the the wheel, the, the energy wheel. We could we could actually create we could have a lot of energy to create our own lives. If we are truly rendering as we go. And we need energy to render. Then, and we're giving away all of our energy to our nine to five, which are never nine to five, but our, our jobs and our, our, our day to day lives and our mortgage. Oh, gosh, our, like our, horrible stories, all yeah. so, the horrible the news, absolutely. And we're giving away all of our energy. Yeah. I mean, I have, I, I have three kids, and obviously, you know, it's on like. It's, it's way past the, the thing of like you know going to a kibbutz or something like that, but. <laughs> thousands of people who who have no place else to go right and no place else to talk about these things right um i mean this is like this is almost like a digital commune yeah it's uncharted waters 
Rambo, to your point about being open on the open sea, you know, this is un, this is definitely uncharted waters. We are having discussions that have never have never been discussed before. We're being accused of being agents. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. That's all right. Never, I think it's a compliment. I, I honestly, I'm like sure. I'm not really bothered with it. It just, it just. The only thing that bothers me about it is the is is the thing that people would think that that, that what we're saying is an artifice that we don't believe. What we're well, doing. okay, okay. Devil's advocate. So we're saying anytime anything new and radical is introduced, like a technology, you know, like a Facebook. Anytime something totally new and radical is introduced, it must be because a higher order, like Zuckerberg's not real. So someone behind it is putting out this new radical thing called Facebook. And like, okay, so. You know, we are putting out something radical. We are, and we're all kind of nameless, faceless uh, avatars on Twitter, human vibration, Rambo, Murph, you know, we are, we're, 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 you know, we're the, are we the Zuckerbergs of this, of this movement somehow? I don't believe so. I, I believe that we are, we are genuine rogue elements in the matrix and we, we like our beacons found each other through space and time in this really radically weird year 2020 we all found each other we all reached out to each other individually you know and found each other shared stories and changed each other's lives in a significant way and so we've done that individually to each other myself and rambo myself and murph i know murph and rambo like this little triumvirate it goes all ways and i think that the influence that we've had together as individuals and just us three together, I mean, we've 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 really connected with a lot of people. We've seen some we've seen some some true experiences. People want to do that retreat thing. I think that would be cool. I think it really would be really really cool if we had some sort of awakening awakening retreat. I don't know how we'd we'd. I guess it wouldn't be that hard to pull off. But I I, I like that girl, that 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 woman. What's her name? My Maria. Yeah, she seems like she's she, amazing. She got... And and she her big idea is to have this type of knowledge retreat where you know people like us that are message bearers. That's what I, I consider myself a message bearer. I don't think that I'm like coming. I think that I'm a, I'm a conduit to a lot of cool information. I don't think that I'm necessarily genuinely architecting all of my own thoughts. I think that I'm just synthesizing a lot of thoughts that have always been out there and collecting things from the ether and putting them through. So getting all of these people like us, these aggregators that are sharing and maybe having some sort of camp, summer camp, you know, that'd be so cool. Are we influencers? We're influencers. Well, we're not Kardashians, but we might be influencers. Speaking of Kardashians, (laughs) have you seen seen the video recently with uh, the, 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 the Chloe one? No, which one? Her face is even more crazy. Well, I think that's part of her, you know, just we talked about the Michael Jackson consistently changing his look. We talked, you know, uh, it's these characters, these larger than life characters, they always change their, they radically change their looks. I think it's, maybe she's just a character. Who knows if there's a really a Khloe Kardashian? I don't know. I mean, she's never looked the same in, in. Season to season, year to year, this this girl, year over year, this this individual, this Khloe Kardashian has never ever looked the same, and it's becoming almost cartoonish. But that's the same as her, the the Kylie Kardashian, who was the youngest billionaire, I I suppose, is what the narrative was. But then it all came out once the receipts actually got taken to task. You know, it showed that there was a shell company, and really, like they were like in debt up to their eyeballs, and there was a valuation of a billion dollars with actually zero asset backed behind it and it was all a, sh- a shell game you know 
So this whole. But the, 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 the whole, whole Kardashian, the whole, the, whole, the, whole, the whole Kardashian story based upon the the deep a deep fake porn video. Wait, what? I don't, think, I, don't yeah. that, I don't think that porn video is a real genuine porn video. Oh. No, I don't. I think, oh, I think they, they had a. Oh boy, you don't have to tell me twice, but sure. Actually, I, I now I have to do some research. I, I we didn't know about deep fakes <laughs> in two thousand and seven, so we just took that. That part of put her on the scene and pretty much the whole family did, didn't it? Oh, yeah. That was the entree. Kim Kardashian's entree into the – other than the, the her father being um, – her dad was the lawyer for – one of the lawyers for O.J. Simpson. So that is – they were initially – the name Kardashian became etched into the consciousness of Americana in, I guess, the 1994. What was it? Six? 91, 92. 91, 92. Okay. Yeah. 91 and 92. Yeah. The Bronco chase, the famous Bronco chase. Exactly. And uh, so that's when the name Kardashian became into the, into the, the public limelight. But it wasn't until, you know, a few years later uh, or many years later that um, Kim had that infamous sex tape and that, that launched the empire, the Kardashian empire. Yeah. And it was, and honestly, I haven't seen it, but now I'm, I actually just for pure research, I, I might have to see if my eye can can spot the game. I have to see if I can spot the Unreal Unreal technology. I'll just see a couple screenshots. I don't think I have to buy it. <laughs> I'll be able to spot it right away. There's <laughs> like some – I was searching for like the deep fakes and stuff. Like, and it brought up like all these deep fake sites like that. Like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a ton of deep fake porn. I'm sure that that's been around for a with, long uh, time. Kim Kardashian, Kardashian and they've done a post on it. Mm-hmm. And it's on my page now. And if you look at it, it you wouldn't have knew. She's knew. never looked real. You know, she's always looked unreal. Like her body proportions. Her body proportions are unreal. Her all the Kardashian, their facial features are all very unreal. They always and they say, oh, plastic surgery, plastic surgery, plastic surgery, but it could be just more of just an unreal caricaturization you know an identity like an unreal identity that's you know they just keep plumping up the lips and all they have to do is press a couple of you know change the zeros and ones in the code and then their, their lips are more plump what i find amazing is that the family is still has still captured the imagination of the country i mean well were, kanye it, that was a big part it, of it 13 years later yeah i think that they they were about to die they were about to fizzle out in the public I and then Con they then they got together with Kanye, and he is a, a spark plug. You know, there's a lot of energy and, um, and attention towards Kanye, and that was a very smart. Thing. I mean, if you want to continue the name of Kardashian when there it's a dying entity, you hitch hitch your ride to another, you know, another shooting rocket star, and that was a uh, that was Kanye. But I guess now that now they're divorcing, and I mean, it's all fake, but. It's, it's brilliantly designed, you know, how they keep the momentum going through these interweaving characters. Again, entertainment. always, yeah, always, always entertained always. by it and watching it. Always, for sure. For sure. The loose, the loose trap, all of it. Bread and circus, back to the Romans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. This was great. Okay. Yeah, I think this is a I think this is a good one. Thank you guys so much. I'm on again. I'm so honored to. This is fun. First and foremost, Same. I could, I could do this all day. I guess this is so fun. I could talk about this stuff all day. But I'm really, I'm delighted the, by the fact that we get to connect in this way and Definitely. chat about this stuff. Yeah. And let's see what's 
this week brings then yeah <laughs> let's see what this week brings yeah look forward to to talking to you guys again i i joke i joke to my 12 year old daughter and my seven year old son that that I'm a YouTube personality now. You are. You are. Murph, you've got over a thousand views on YouTube right now, even though, <laughs> you know, even though it's just our voice, but it's, I think that that's powerful. Again, our, our sound waves, our, our vibrations, our true human vibrations. It's, it's more so the voice register that we're sending out at the moment than our, what our, than anything else. And I think that, I think we're doing something very cool and very special here. So. Agreed. Yeah. Thank you guys. All right. Okay. Until Chat then. soon. Yeah. Okay. Good night, guys. Have a great night. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.